The Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision. My team, Kanda, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. Hi and welcome to the Big Footy Port Adelaide podcast, a weekly show dedicated to the Port Adelaide Footy Club. I'm your host, Macca19. And joining me, as always, as co-host, we've got Fishing Rico 4. How are you, mate? Oh, yeah, not bad, Macca. <laughs> uh, friggin' excited, mate. What a bloody weekend of footy we've got coming up and what a massive game. And we're going to hopefully knock that 10-game hoodoo off. And finally, Geelong's playing their third game here in five years. Isn't that fantastic? Five man? years? About 10 years, I reckon. Uh, five years. 2008. Is it? Okay. Fair yeah. enough. Do you want me to bring up? Do you want me to bring up the stats? No, no, it's all right. Oh, I believe you. That's all right. <laughs> and in a while we do play against good stadium a lot. Sorry about that. That's it. That's right. <laughs> and I guess you've just heard him there this evening. Uh, he's a new member to our big footy family. Uh, we're talking with Soulstar. G'day, guys. How you going? Good, good, good. That's the way. Uh, now, just before we get started, uh, let's find out a little bit about your port background, mate. How did you become to a port supporter? Yeah, through family friends, they uh, living out at uh, Semaphore area. I grew up at uh, the Hope Valley, kind of northeastern area of Adelaide. Yep. Uh, I'm uh, born in '76, so I'm in my late 30s. So I first got into Port Adelaide in the mid 80s, mid to late, uh, kind of 87, 88. Probably a good time, really. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I made a mine uh, at school. His name was Adam Buckley, okay. and his dad. His dad was one of the uh, admin people, uh, and, and uh, Adam was a thicker cousin or second cousin of Nathan, and uh, and uh, he yeah he was playing I was playing footy. He was at my school, and his dad kind of took me to the games with Adam. Uh, my parents aren't big into the footy; they they kind of like Port Adelaide and get them to watch from uh, Sydney. They, they watch the games and stuff, but uh, yep. not not big not big. So I didn't really have a family kind of get into it. I'm the kind of the first first generation of big Port Adelaide fans and I'll get my kids into it in the future. And yeah, so I was a, uh, something that I, I just fell in love with through the mid to late eighties and uh, favorite player was uh, Bomber Clifford and Stephen Curtis. And yep. Uh, yeah. The, 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 the mid and early nineties, I moved to Sydney in 93. So my, uh, my, my love of uh, Port Adelaide really grew again when it, uh, then they got on board in 97. I was, I was wrapped to have them uh, to be a national, you know, kind of national team. So yep. grown from there again. And, yeah, it was back in Adelaide in early 2000. And, uh, yeah, got, got right back into it. Perfect time to be in Adelaide in 04. And uh, went to Sydney again and back again. And so, yeah, be back in Adelaide now and loving loving uh, the loving what's happening in the turnaround, you know, loving the big, the, the uh, I guess, the national feeling about the way Port Adelaide is, is really touching the kind of Port Adelaide heartstrings of all our fans, not just here in, in Adelaide, but uh, it's a, it's becoming a bit of a national and global strength again. Now, what's your favourite match? Oh, you know, always apart from the the, the, the premiership, uh, look, it's almost like the, the week before, the prelim. Yep. I think that was a, that was a very exciting match. Um, I, I did love the fact that the St Kilda fans jumped on the ground and, Went all over uh, the jumped all over. Um, Garrick, uh, forget yeah, Garrick. That was great because it really the momentum was stopped. The the other thing, I guess, the other probably the other game I've I've always had a 
special was was last year. It was just that that showdown. What a game! It's a great one. It's it's the bounce. So, yeah, yeah. We'll find the goals there, and that was special. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've had. I, I think there's been a lot of other ones. Probably other ones with my, with my little kids as well. My, my daughter. The West Coast game last year. That sealed, sealed it for for my daughter. She uh, has jumped on board and been a big power fan ever since. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, that was huge. So that's yeah, that's been very special. Fantastic. And your favourite player? Treadre. Treadres. Wanganing close. Treadre and, and and probably Chad Corn. So they're the, nice. The three. Three big guns. Treadre. Love it. Treadre number one. <laughs> that's it. Oh, well, Scotty Hodges. When I grew up, was. Someone I just uh, absolutely admired. So he goes a very close number one to Treadray, probably. Yep. Stop. We got the power to win, power to roll. Come on, Port Adelaide aggression. We are the power from Port. All right, well, let's get straight into it. We're playing Geelong. It's going to be at Adelaide Oval. Hopefully a massive crowd of 45,000 people. Let's hope for that. Um, look, quite simply, it's time for Geelong's reign of terror over the Port Adelaide Footy Club to come to an end this Sunday. Um, it's just got to happen. Since we thrashed them in the 2004 qualifying final, we've only beaten them once in the last 15 matches since that game, uh, which was that last kick victory at Cadinia Park in 2007. Um, they've had an average winning margin of 48 points in that time. Quite simply, it's time for Port Adelaide to stand up to its bully. True. Absolutely, Macca. We almost stood up in the, the semi-final there and just fell short. And we've we've been getting closer and closer as the, the last few years have uh, been continuing to roll along. And, uh, yeah, we're, it's it's going to be an epic game, really, isn't it? I mean, it, I think everyone's, it's huge. Massive. everyone's excited. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's even talk of potentially maybe 50,000 people there. If we got 50,000 people, wouldn't that be absolutely amazing? Can't see why there wouldn't be. Really couldn't have 40, 47, 48, very possible. It well, is. I mean, this is a, I mean, it's a good time. I'll just quickly roll off um, some of these stats that I just got from the AFL stats page. I mean, it, when you compare the sides, I mean, you got Geelong 13th with seven, uh, what is it? It's 363 disposals. Port's got 381. So we're just marginally up on the disposals. You look at contested possessions. Um, you know, they're averaging 146. We're averaging 144.6. You know, there's not even uh, two between them there. Uncontested possessions. Uh, again, they're averaging, what, 219. We're averaging 235. So we're marginally up on the uncontested possessions. Um, you know, the marks uh, were similar again, 101 to 95. Uh, clearances, this is where the anomaly starts coming in with Port and Geelong together, you know, 35.6, 35.4. Um, so we're almost identical. Uh, centre clearances, we're equal seventh, um, uh, 38.4. No, what are we? 35.4, 35.6. Again, almost identical. Stoppages, uh, we're 15th and 16th. Uh, we're 20, basically averaging 22. I mean, what I'm getting at is basically we are almost cloning each other in the stats, and, and uh, I'm just and that's why we're I guess one and two, and it's it just the stats show that it's going to be just a fantastic and ripping game, and hopefully that flows through to on the field. 
Bruce McAvaney, everybody. Well done. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> what, do, what it was, what's their average age? Do you have that, Rico? Oh, bloody hell. Oh, it, it would be a lot older than us. We're, they've got a yeah, much, older, so. yeah, much yeah. older team. And I agree. Statistically, we do match each other very, very well. It's, a, it's very much a, a cloning situation almost. If you look at the stat di- differential, um, it's, again, it's very, very similar. Um, I guess the main issues would be that Geelong average plus 14 tackles on their opponent. We only average plus one. Um, inside 50s are very, very similar. Geelong average a lot more clearances against their opponent than we do. Um, contested possessions are equal. Um, and uncontested possessions, they average plus 18. We average plus nine. So it seems like they spread better from their opponent as well. Yep. Well, did you guys see um, uh, from the final siren the, the top 20 players between us in the last five games that I put up on the uh, How to Beat Along thread the other day. Basically, uh, you know, we had Joel Selwood uh, was top of the tree for them, then Steve Johnson, then Enright, James Kelly, Bartell, Harry Taylor, Andrew Mackey, all their... So all their um, it's all the familiar names, players. isn't it? Yeah, it is. And, yep. and obviously, it's, gonna, it's a big bonus for us that Andrew Mackey's out. So, Definitely, um, you know, I don't, uh, it's a handy. Yeah. It's a handy. Yeah. Yep. You know that t- that takes a little bit of a chink out of their defensive structure, and you know, and we spoke before we started about Motlock coming in, which is obviously going if he's fit uh, and comes in, he's going to be a great ad for their side. But it just shows that it's their experienced players that have really, um, you know, dominated us, especially recently. <laughs> big time, and, big time. Uh, They're big time players too. That's the yeah. thing. When, when oh. at certain moments, they'll just. Uh, they can score quickly, and they love the they love the big time. Well, the top the two top of the tree ones, Joel Selwood and Steve Johnson. I can't bloody stand them, but I, I can't stand them because they always <laughs> yeah. tear us a new one. And Bartel, I'm just, Bartel too. And I'm just over the moon that they don't have Paul Chapman anymore. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, looks like Jack Homps comes straight back in. He's named on the ground, so he'll he'll be starting um, mm, yep. on yep. Sunday. Yep. Uh, who do we expect to go out? I think it's a uh, for me. It looks pretty obvious that Sammy Gray will probably fall out of the side this week. For height, yep. Uh, but I'm thinking defender, maybe O'Shea, mm. maybe. But uh, yeah, Sam Gray's a, that makes sense. I I thought O'Shea at first, but as you say, uh, Gray, yeah, probably the defence needs to be there a lot stronger. So Cam O'Shea would be uh, better off still on the side. That's it. I've been. Uh... I had a bit of, a, I guess, a controversial opinion earlier in the week after I watched the game where I was I was sort of suggesting that perhaps we shouldn't get caught up with too much height in our defence because uh, I didn't think they really had a, a tall forward line against Hawthorne. I mean, obviously, Hawkins played an amazing game and dominated and he's just a man mountain now. Um, and their Rutman, one of their Rutman came down and rested, but that was really their, their two tall focal forwards and I'm not sure if we need to play an excessive amount of of tall players. Um, I know Cam can play uh, a running game for us as well. Mm. He's a bit versatile there but uh, yeah, I just thought Mm. we do we need, I mean Jack on his form before he got injured deserved to be playing anyway. He was a fantastic player for us so I mean, the Cam O'Shea call might not be a, a bad one because 
Uh, even though Sam Gray's influence last week wasn't as massive as the week before, uh, we might need um, that crumbing, sharking uh, presence up forward and in, in the midfield uh, to help us try and get that clearance domination. And uh, I really want to see us run from the defence, I guess. So yeah. now I'm contradicting myself, but um, <laughs> I really want to see us run from the defence as well. So that needs to be taken into account. Do you guys understand what I'm saying there? Yeah, oh, I, I do, yeah. yeah. For me, it's um, if you look at our side, we've got Westhoff and Schultz as our two key forwards. We've only got the one Ruckman. Um, so it really opens up Geelong... Uh, to be able to play Harry Taylor up forward full-time. And I think that's where um, we will really need Jack Homsch because if they play Tommy Hawkins, Harry Taylor mm. and Hamish McIntosh up forward, then that's three tolls that we definitely have to look after. Well, what's the um, conditions going to be? It's a, it's a twilight game. It's a game where you would um, you want some run. That's why I, Sam Gray, I think of him going as a sub too because, uh, yeah, exposing with a bit of run at the... Uh, in the last quarter? Yep. I think it's going to be a real running game. Yeah, absolutely. 23, mostly sunny, southeasterly winds, 15 to 20 degrees. Yeah, not raining or anything. It's going to be... Nah. So, okay, it should be fantastic conditions for, um, you know, pure football. Yep. Yeah, I mean, Homs coming back in really frees up O'Shea to play his more natural game. I don't think he's... Mm. He's he's not really a, a stopping key defender, is he? He's, he's more someone no. that likes to chop out and run off and... And yeah, play more of a running forward. game, so I reckon we'll see O'Shea come in. Or stay in, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the sub? Jeez. Good question. Probably Youngy again, to be honest. <laughs> Unfortunately for him, maybe Youngy or maybe Impy. He's actually named in the uh, 18, though. It's interesting. Yeah, I, I that doesn't he was last week as well, I think, so I don't think it really matters yeah. where it comes from. Um, I would say either Young, Impy... That would be it, really. Yeah. I was just going to say Impy because I, the the uh, press conference after the game last week, Hinkley gave the impression that he doesn't want to be having uh, Aaron have too much uh, of these sub kind of games. He wants to give him a bit more run. Yeah. So having have, not not putting him into the Magpie squad means that he's probably going to get a, a full game. Yep. I think with Motlock coming back, you have to be a bit reluctant um, to... Uh, Put in as a sub, though, wouldn't you? That's the problem. They are a very, very yeah. quick, quick team. Maybe we'll see Brody again, like in oh, round one. Good. So how do how do you guys reckon? Um, how's the game going to play out, like game style? I mean, I was really impressed with Geelong's style, what or their strategy. I I didn't actually think the Hawthorne Geelong game was a very fast game, um, but I, I thought Geelong were very smart where they chopped out Hawthorne's. Uh, rebounding defenders or their precise kicking and really pressured them from the, the defence. And and as it was brought up in the games, um, you know, their kicking percentage from the defensive half was uh, way below standard. So, you know, Geelong's forward pressure there was great. I think, you know, obviously we play a little bit differently um, to Hawthorne defensively there where, you know, we don't try to hold and, and chip. We, we just really try to run and go bananas. So, do you think maybe Geelong's going to take the same approach or do you think they're going to maybe take a saggy approach into this game and just try and get lots of numbers behind the ball, try and get the spoil, the turnover, and then do the quick rebound on us? Oh, look, I think they'll do what they do against us most of the time and that's kind of flood our half-forward line. They get the numbers back, wait for the turnover or for the uh, for the outnumbered marking contest 
and then run it out really, really quick. I mean, it's killed us in the past, and that's something that we've really got to be mindful of. Um, I'll say a bit more in, in one of our big four questions, but it's really up to our forward line um, that really needs to stand up and, and be a bit accountable for that sort of thing on the weekend. Yep. Um, in the 50. Absolutely. I mean, Monfries would have been fantastic this weekend. It's, it's a real pity that he's not there. But we really need to make sure that they can't set up from half back. Um, as you said earlier, Rick Mackey out is a is a huge out for them and a, and a big bonus for us because he's someone that has really chopped us up in the past. But, you know, they've still got Taylor. They've still got Enright. They've still got Kelly. They've still got a lot of run coming out of that, that defensive line. Um, and that's something that you just can't afford to... Um, to let them have because once they start running, it's bloody hard to stop with Geelong. Yeah, I think we can. I think our run. I just feel like, especially when they've just played a big game against Hawthorne on Monday. I, I know it's a positive thinking, and it's something that the fans would probably hope more than the players should re- less rely on. Is the is the you know we've had an eight day break. Uh, the thing that was mentioned in the presser today by by Hinkley was no excuses on being, coming back from Perth. It was a cooler evening game. Uh, it was uh, you know, we've we've had an eight day break. They've had a six day break. Um, I think we are. I think this the Dubai preseason, all the heat type stuff has allowed for the boys to be able to be conditioned to come back from Perth and be ready. We got a Perth game in Fremantle at the end of the year. With possibly if if we play like this, we're in finals. So we cannot afford to have any excuses about going to Perth the week before. So running the running game to, for, for me is where I think we can, yeah, if we can stick with them, hopefully we can kind of outrun them in the last quarter. Well, that's it. That's where we, uh, I think that's where we had the advantage in the first half in that final that we played against them last year is that we did have that run. We did block their, their run from half back and we had plenty ourselves. We got our forward line going. We had a really open forward line. We've just got to try and do that again, and this time hold our nerve uh, and keep going. You know, Kenny said in the off season that you know he made mistakes in that final. He, it's all on him. Yeah, I saw that. If we get a lead, we got to make sure we keep it and just go a hundred percent the whole game this time. I um, I mentioned to you, Macca, um, after the watching the Hawthorne Geelong game as well. I thought I thought Geelong sagged really deep, which maybe gives us an opportunity to um, spot up targets between that 40 and, and 50 metre arc. And I know that's um, uh, conflicting from my criticism going back all the way down from the Carlton game where I said we were too shallow with our entries. But And I'm not saying that we just bomb it from 100 metres out to the 50 metre line because they'll just kill us that way. But um, And North Melbourne did it against Geelong last year as well where they... They played a, a more possession game style and were really patient and chipped it around. And again, I, I'm not saying that I want us to do that, but what I'm thinking is from the half-back line, I think there might be an opportunity to do uh, potentially a short kick, get over their first layer and then do it, then try and run at the zone a little bit and then and pressure them to run uh, sag deep in the defensive 15, which might allow us to have a leading target where Montfries would have been fantastic Um you know, to lead up to around that 40 mark and try and hit a target there. Um, have, did you notice anything similar to that, like weakness-wise in their in their structure? Yeah, I, th- I think we me. need to play... Sorry. Uh, sorry, mate. I think we need to play Schultze very, very deep, out, straight out of the square. Everyone else has got to be out of the forward 50. You know, tr- try and play a little bit of a Pagan's Paddock-style game. 
Um, and I think that's somewhere where we could exploit um, their issues. You know, we just got to make them accountable. Simple as that. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Jay Schultz needs needs to stay in the fifty. I don't want him to see. I don't want to see him going up to the ground a bit for this game. Mm. There's something about the t- the team and the as, at the moment that just gives me a lot of confidence. Though I've just, I guess there's even just last week's game where I thought yeah, I still could be exposed, but they were just they're just enormous. They're just I'm so impressed with the way our our boys are going that where never before have I been more confident going into a game that's such a big game. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm very confident going into this one, and I think that's because the players have exuded that sort of confidence in themselves this year as well. You know, they're playing a very confident, very brave style of footy. Um, it's yep. great to see, and it's certainly something that could come off against Geelong this weekend. Oh, absolutely. I think, uh, the, like, again, today, Homsch and uh, Jonas going up in the press conference at the, the Burnside Village, those guys were just, there's something about their almost six to seven, eight-man defence now that just really supports each other. I don't think Carlisle being so intimidated by a giant like Hawkins will be an issue this this time mm. because they, and, and that's why it's good to have Homsch back in the, the team. The the way the boys are going, there is a you can almost see a structure that it's almost carbon copy of the way they would have practiced throughout the throughout the week. Yeah, and that they are just really absolutely believing in each other and, and supporting each other, and it's it's good sacrificial football. And it's good. As we said before, it's basically going to be battle of the clones this game uh, because we we like to play a plus one in defense. Geelong like to play a plus one in defense. We both like to play that sort of slingshot style footy. Uh, We both spread really, really well. We've both got fantastic key forwards. We've both got very, very good um, uh, smaller forwards and very, very quick midfielders. So it's, it's definitely battle of the clones. Um, And it's just going to be about holding our nerve and, making sure that when the, the Geelong attack comes, because we know it's going to come, we just got to stand strong um, and keep with what we're doing. And if we do that, I think we'll come out on top. Oh, yeah, totally think that now it's around, It's about us attacking them instead of them attacking us. It's us saying, asking them the question. Yep. That's something so, that we've got that now. We've got the players to be able to do that. And I guess the other question is, do we actually allow John... Uh, Geelong to have that spare man in defence, or do we make that person a bit more accountable? No, we've got to make him well, accountable. Who'd be that man in defence? Usually, it's Mackie. Who, who do you think is going to be? There? I mean, apart from obviously uh, um, using using Taylor, uh, but he's more of a main main backbone of their defence, isn't he? Well, look, I think Rivers can play that role for Geelong. He can play that sort mm. of loose uh, loose defensive player. Um, Enright can play that role. Um, Guthrie, although I, I expect he'll probably go to someone like Boke or Hartlett. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah um, and then it's probably someone like maybe Taylor Hunt, you know, someone like that. I love that the moment, guys, with our, our side is the ability to have ooh, even 11 or 12 guys go in the middle. Oh, I'm loving that about our side. That yeah. is making us extremely unpredictable yep. to the opposition. Absolutely. It's, it's a massive weapon. Definitely. Well, who do we see going to Stevie Johnson? Do we see someone like uh, Tommy Jonas going to him again? Oh, if he goes in the forward line, yeah. But I'd say in mid middle, I'd be putting uh, probably not Wines, probably not fast enough or something, but maybe a uh, Ebert or Hartlett. Yep. Yeah. I'd go. I'd go the predictable, and I'd just run 
Jonas with him everywhere. I mean, yeah. Jonas, has, Jonas has had that midfield run before mm. and Johnson's got such an influence. I, I don't think we even risk playing the game of having a midfielder run on him in the midfield and then Jonas matching up in the forward line. Let's just let's just run Tommy the whole game against Stevie J. And we know that Tom's fantastic at playing a lockdown role, and given if he's given a job like that, and um, you know, and he can just and he's strong, so he can just get in Johnson's face, um, just push him around, just niggle him, just and agitate him enough to try and distract him without pushing him too far to get him focused. Mm, and yep. uh, I, yeah, I would, I'd be imploring the coaching staff after our disappointment of them not listening to any of our matchups last week. Much <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what, I don't know what's going on there. I mean, I thought they were all listening in and using us to get their selections and matchups going, but Matty hopefully Nicks has to be listening to us here. Surely. Hopefully, sure. hope, hopefully they run Tom Jonas with them. And unless Jonas is getting carved up, I'd just leave him on him the whole game. Yep. Fair yeah, call. It, it, Tom Jonas, I like is someone that doesn't seem to, you know, be emotional. Let things get to him that much. He's a very level-headed on the on the field. Yep. That's why they've got him in the leadership group, I suppose. Absolutely. Mm. Now, what about Joel, uh, Joel Selwood? Second in clearances, third in contested possessions, and as always, number one in freeze four in the AFL. Um, do we see Kane Corns doing a job on him, or maybe someone else? Yeah, I'd I'd probably run Kane on Selwood because I think Kane's. Well, I don't think I know. Kane's got the discipline to take that job. I mean, he, he's he's done it for the last decade. So I mean, if that's what he's told to do, he can execute that. I mean, and Jonas and Kane are fantastic at that. And I guess what does that do then for Cassisi? Where does that leave Cassisi in relation to matchups? I reckon Cassisi might go to someone like Stokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not too fast. Not, it wouldn't have too much leg speed for Dom. Mm, I don't if think he so. Gets the support. I think I think he can get that support. That's where MP can play a role there. Yep. That's where the guys are now having a. Not it's not just two or three guys defending. But it is a whole group together, really defending, looking after each other. Yep. That's why Cassisi is, uh, is is able to be out there longer than he is. I reckon than he would have previously. Yep. Would you look at maybe Dom playing a defensive half forward role? Mm. Yeah, it could happen. Yep. Well, look, let's go on to our big four, which is the big four questions we ask at the end of every every one of these preview podcasts. Um, Soulstar, mate, I might start with you. Uh, whose time is it to stand up? Carlisle for me, especially because just because of Hawkins, not because of Carlisle himself, but just just because of who he's got. Yep, he's got a guy that is in ripping form. He's an absolute Goliath and a giant and. Uh, on Monday against Hawthorne, and uh, I think he needs a lot of support around him. So I think it's a, it's almost the defence needs to stand up and have a big game. But Carlo himself, and I think he can do it. And I think it's something that is a, a negative kind of time to stand up. It's a positive for him to time for him to stand up and actually get some, uh, especially Victorian media kind of credit, credibility, and uh, for people to say, "Wow, he he's he, he's he's awesome." No wonder Port Adelaide. Got him on a five-year contract. No wonder that's that this is what they've seen in him. Yep. Good call. I like that one. Um, I'm going cryptic again, <laughs> and it's it's time for our belief to stand up. The boys have shown us the last year um, that they've got the goods. 
but we haven't had the goods over Geelong. And I want to see the boys player continue to play a positive, attacking, run-and-carry game, take the game on, and just keep believing that they can actually win the game. And I tell you what, if they if they carry that through, I've got the utmost confidence that they'll win the game. And if they do win the game, I think that will be the game that will pretty much show that we're a top four side. Yep. Yeah, good one. Good stuff. For me, it's the forward line. It's just got to be the forward line. That's where we've broken down so many times against Geelong over the past, what, 10 years now. Um, over the last six or seven years, we've just allowed them and their defenders far too much space just to set up. You know, guys like Enright, Taylor, Kelly, you know, and going into the past, guys like Harley and Scarlett as well. Um, you know, they've just had field days against Port Adelaide as our forward line has just been far too unaccountable. Um, we just need to make sure that they can't set up their slingshot from half-back. Don't allow them to get their run going from the back lines. As I said earlier, once it starts, it's bloody hard to stop. Um, so for me, it's just got to be the forward line. Rick, buddy, uh, the danger man. Who is it? Jeez. Take your pick, isn't it? Absolutely. Really? Um, yeah, look, I'm going to go with uh, uh, Stevie J. Yep. Uh, for me, I think we really need... And, I mean, he was great against Hawthorne. I hate to say it. Like I said, I can't stand him because he's bloody so good. Um, but, yeah, he uh, you know, he really stood up against Hawthorne. Great game by him. And I think, you know, him and Selwood, we just got to lock them down. But, yeah, if we can lock down Stevie J's influence because the players seem to feed off of him as well, uh, I think that will go a long way. Yep. Good call. Solstar? Yeah, mine... He's Harry Taylor. I just think he's someone we need to watch. I mean, we have they have danger men on every line. So, uh, as, as you said, Rick, it's a take your pick. But uh, for me, I, I think we need to kind of watch him because he's, I hate how we've had games where he's ended up kicking three or four goals himself and he spent kind of three-quarters of the time in defence but still got away and, and, and just get some cheap ones. And I just would like to see him being uh, really looked, at, looked after by... by that's what I, I think Westhoff. I'd like to see him stick on him. Uh, Westhoff and obviously Tringove, when he goes up forward, just tell him to go back back to where you belong in the defence. Yep. You needed there, mate. That, that's where the scoreboard pressure comes into play. So hopefully he doesn't feel comfortable to get himself going up, up the forward line too much. Nice work. For me, I'm going to go a little left of centre and say Cameron Guthrie um, is my mm. danger man, just simply because he's had such a fantastic start to the year. He's a great mm. size. He's very hard to knock off the ball. He's got decent skills. He, he's got a, a decent turn of pace. Um, and he's turning into such a fantastic tagger. We saw him destroy Dangerfield in round one. And we just can't allow him to physically mole someone like Boak or Gray or Harlow or Ebert um, the way that he did yeah. to a, to Danger in round one. Um, for me, he's, he's just got to leave Adelaide Oval absolutely battered and bruised and knowing that he's played against Port Adelaide. Now, the key to winning, Solstar. I think our run can expose Geelong. Like I said before about uh, a six-day break, and I think that is something, uh, our, our last quarter run, I think if we stay close to them on the scoreboard, scoreboard pressure will be very important, which is where I agree with what you're saying about standing up in the forward line. Make sure we're, we're, we're the ones stringing the goals, you know, two or three or four goals together and stopping them from... Getting, getting their kind of momentum. 
and uh, if that is the key to winning is uh, as our run, run running them off off their legs. Uh, and the fact is, we've got the home crowd. If they're up and roaring, a big start like we've been doing. Our, our uh, we had there's no we don't even know how to talk about our slow starts anymore because they're not an issue. So yep. if we can if we can just have I guess just create an electric atmosphere with the boys just run, run, run. Uh, I, I see us. I see that that being the key. Staying with them too. Staying with them. Don't let. Don't get overawed when they kick two goals in a row. Don't keep keep heads up. Don't get heads down and start to kind of be overawed by the Geelong. Yeah, the the I guess the monster that is Geelong. Yep. Uh, yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, I don't know now. He's stolen my thunder. Uh, no, I'd, I'll go with I'll go with composure. No, you're right, mate. Uh, I'll go with composure. I think, uh, as I said earlier, I, we want to we want to be composed with the ball, not panic, not just blaze away recklessly. I want us to uh, run, attack the forward fifty, but make sure we've got a leading target. Um, and drop our eyes because if we if we spot up that leading target quickly and use our first instinct, what that will mean is they can't sag too deep, mm-hmm. which will then will allow us to be able to kick long um, without the numbers there. So we just need to be smart and composed with the footy. And if we can do that, uh, along with the crowd and along with the run and carry, I think uh, that will take us on the road to victory. Yep. Nice work. Agree 100% there. For me... I've been thinking about this all week. I've churned through about 10 different ideas, but for me, it just comes down to two words. We've just got to be brave. Simple as that. Um, You know, Ken talks about wanting us to be a brave football team. And that doesn't mean, you know, putting your head over the bowl and backing into packs, that sort of thing. That goes without saying. But to beat Geelong, I think we just need to be brave. We need to play brave football. I want to see us back our game plan in, you know, really take it up to Geelong at their own game. Um, I want to see us be brave in putting intense physical pressure on in the midfield. I want us to see us be brave in playing fast running, attacking, uh, attack-minded footy. Um, you know, it's, it's just time that the mental and physical dominance that Geelong Footy Club has had over Port Adelaide comes to an end. It's just got to be this weekend where it happens. You know, I think we've finally got a team that's strong enough, both physically and also determined enough mentally to not wither at the hands of this Geelong Footy team any longer. Um, if we be brave, I think we'll win the game. If we go in with a defensive mindset, play slow defensive footy, um, I think we're going to lose. So be brave, boys, and back yourselves in. I don't think it's natural in their their DNA now. Just even some of the stuff I've watched in the last couple of weeks, it's not. It's it doesn't come natural to stop and slow down for our boys. They just they absolutely back each other in. It's not that that they will play that running and just first. First give football. That's it. Absolutely. Now, prediction, Rick. Who's going to win? Uh, I was going to sing We Are Geelong, but I can't (laughs) bring myself to do it. I'm going to hold the faith and I'll let you be the turncoat once again and and pick against Port. What was that uh, all about? And I'm going to take Port... For the win. Yes. I know we can do it. Get in. How much? Oh, I'm going to go 23 points. Ooh, nice. 23. Nice. nice. I like that. I like that. Solstar? Well, that would be good. No pressure with the last five minutes or so with 23 points. Yeah, that'd be good. Um, 
my heart says Port by nine points. Uh, initially, throughout the week, my head said Geelong by nine. But no, I think my head's now saying, especially looking at Mackie out, uh, I'm going to go with head and heart saying Port Adelaide will win this game. Fantastic. By nine points. Beautiful. Yep. All right, for me... Come on then, Macca. Uh, Geelong by 57. Thanks very much. No. <laughs> uh, look, as Ken said last year, he made mistakes in that semi-final last year. I can't see us making those same mistakes again. Mm. He'll want to beat Geelong just as much as the supporters will. If we find ourselves in the lead early, and I think we do need to lead early, I can't see us getting overrun this time. We'll be in front for the journey. Um, obviously, the question then becomes whether we can actually get that lead. Um, I think with the big home crowd there, I'm hoping for 45,000 plus. Um, I'm hoping we can see a port side win by uh, 21 points this weekend. Oh, good. Like well, that. I'll just have to change that on the tipping chart. <laughs> Seeing you, uh, I had you down for Geelong <laughs> by seven. Oh, but do you do you guys agree that for the psychology of sporting psychology of our team? It is a massive game for us, and I know it's a bit of a cliche, but in the scheme, just in the scheme of the whole season and the confidence, and as I said earlier, I think if we can just drive a win home here, that's going to give these boys ever-growing belief, I think, for the rest of the year that they can take on anyone and they can beat them. And I just think if they if they win, if they, they, it's almost like in a way, our, our season's almost on this game, in a way, like for how the rest of the season's going to pan out for us. Uh, I, I just think ever since we, the day that we brought, announced that Ken Hinckley was the coach, I thought, well, you know, if you look at the 07 grand final, I have not seen that, and I can't, I can't bear myself to watch it that much, but the there is a guy in that, you know, in the, the coach, coach, assistant coach's box, Alongside Bomber on that day, his name was Ken Ingley. He is there. He was there when Westhoff missed that goal against Gold Coast. He knows, he 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 he, he owes us big time. I'm so glad he's the coach because when we win the premiership down the track, he's going to be holding that cup up because he, he owes us big time. Yep. He's known, he knew how to damage us. And I think, I feel like he was almost a little overawed and got, it's great that it was so good for him to be able to admit that he was heavily involved in that loss of the semi-final last year with some of the things he did. Indeed. Because I, I, I want him to get over the stigma of being overawed himself by Geelong. And I think this is a this is a big game towards that himself, not just for our boys, but for him to to know that he... Because we, we are building it. Let's face it, we're building a Geelong-style dynasty within our Port Adelaide, uh, yeah, I guess, structure of everything that we, we, or we exist to be. Like he, like he said, he's almost born to be our coach. That's it. I, th- I think this is a big game for him. This is, this is just a huge game for the Port Adelaide Footy Club. Just yeah, good point. 100%. Yeah. I mean, yeah. everyone's getting ready to write us off. You know, Crow supporters are expecting us to lose. I think yep. a lot of AFL supporters, I think a lot of the media are expecting us to lose and they're, they're getting their pens ready to, uh, to write us off and say that we've had just an easy start to the season. I mean, yep. we definitely need to win this game just to stand up for ourselves, to stand up to the media 
And if you look at the uh, the no two next uh, next home games after that, we play Fremantle and uh, and Hawthorne. I mean, how <laughs> you can't get much bigger than that. I mean, I, I do believe that a lot of this season is riding on the result this week. And if we have a positive result, we will go into those uh, those games against Frio and Hawthorne with a hell of a lot of confidence that hey, we can beat the top four. You know, we can we are a top four side ourselves. Well, that's the thing. We're we're two on the ladder. And I've not heard us still get that respect. And everyone talks about all the other teams, and quite rightly so. But look out now, you know, because the, the media always say stuff that the, internally within clubs, they wouldn't be, you know, that Geelong and Hawthorne Frio, they wouldn't be downplaying us and just thinking they walk over here and just snag the four points. No. So, so, so they're not that stupid to do that. So we need to, uh, I, I guess, it's really, you're right, statement. He's got to be stamped in this this game. Is a a lot. This starts our month. I think it's not. I don't know if the result is really the big thing as much as what we see during the game. Yep. Like, because I'm not still too just disappointed about that North Melbourne loss. I, I just thought that was awesome. Like Porter, every game we played this year, I've been impressed. Yeah, me too. Yep. All right, Rick. Do you want to uh, tell us a little bit more about the competition? The competition, Macca, we've had a lot of um, uh, shares already, so I I thank people for that and I encourage them. So once again, um, go to the Big Footy page on Facebook and uh, look out for the podcasts and feel free to share um, our review podcast from Tuesday or any of the upcoming ones and you will go into the drawer to win the two tickets to Port v Hawthorne for the locker room. As we've spoken about before, that means you get to go an hour before the game. There's free drinks for before the game. There's snacks. Get to see the boys warm up in the change rooms behind the glass. Um, you get a guest speaker at um, at the halftime break uh, where Macker and I were there for the last game. Uh, Chad Wingard came out and had a chat, which was fantastic for him making the time. Um, you know, it's a, a fantastic opportunity and, you know, I'm glad to be sharing it with uh, everyone that supports and follows the podcast. If you're not on Facebook, as a few people have said, surely you know someone that's on Facebook, do a deal with them or whatever and, and tell <laughs> your, your grandkid or your daughter or whatever to share it for you and you'll bash them up for the tickets up <laughs> if they're the one that randomly wins. Um, but, to, but just get out there and spread the word. And like I said, it's... Um, it's my donation from from me and my business just to uh, to sort of just get the the word out there because the more support we get, um, the more recognition we'll get in the within the uh, the footy club and and hopefully that will open up more potential to speak to people like we had with Tim Geneva the other day, which was fantastic and and everyone's feedback was that they loved it and and so what we'd hope is we can get more people um, providing their time. Uh, to share their love for Port Adelaide, so that's that's the whole plan about it. So fantastic! Well, get out there, support that's it. And the more times you put your name down, uh, you go into the draw more than once, and uh, and we'll pull a rabbit out of the hat, and and hopefully whoever wins wins and enjoys the experience. Uh, fellas, Indeed. these two these two podcasts per week are better than any other radio show in, anywhere, hands down. So uh, if you're a Port fan, this is where you want to be listening and getting your Port Port fix. Cheer, cheer the black and the white. Honor the magpies day and by night. Live that loyal.
Now, on to the SANFL game. We've got uh, Port Adelaide versus West Adelaide at Albert and Oval on Saturday afternoon. Uh, the last 10 games against West Adelaide, we are 3-7, and seven, uh, so we need to turn that around. Uh, traditionally, over the last three or four years, Port versus West games have been absolutely horrible, low-scoring, dire affairs. Um, let's hope for a better one this week. Uh, Renouf's back in. Um, Zach Hawkins has come in for his first game at uh, SANFL level for the year, as is Reiki Waza. And it looks like Brendan Archie and uh, Slattery are out. Yeah, interesting one. Yeah. West Adelaide, that they they just they're hot and cold, and they they could they could surprise us. But we're a different side, so we should win. But I don't think we'll be damaging like the last two weeks. No, no. Well, we had that as a uh, hot topic conversation. I guess was uh, the dominance of Port in the SANFL over the last two weeks, and I think the Crows have stepped it up a gear as well. Um, is it a sign of things to come or uh, is it just a bit of a, an enigma at the moment and uh, it will all level itself out? Um, <laughs> you know, what, are you guys, uh, what are you guys feeling there? Oh, look, it will level itself out, you know, once the injuries hit to the AFL sides, which is bound to happen. You know, yep. More and more young players are going to go into that SONFL side and they're not going to be as dominant. Simple as that. Yeah, I'm finding my, finding myself uh, privately just really happy when there's a goal from the opposition because I just know oh, I know it's coming from everyone else but Port supporters. If if we just smash every side, I just the the backlash is just going to be unreal. So yep. so I, I I like the fact that I just want us to win by yeah you know, four or five goals each game. <laughs> just so we, we win, but we're not dominant. You know. <laughs> Oh, well, it's, it, we yeah. we can save our 150 point victories to fickle an elk every time, but uh, outside <laughs> oh, of that, right. just a, a nice standard three or four goal win would be uh, would be nice and pleasurable. Well, at the game at uh, Woodville the other day, just hearing from everyone around, oh, this is not a contest. This is this is just unfair. And Paul Stewart, you're an Eagles man at heart, and just all the things that were just there was a lot of. It's just pretty uneasy. It puts us in an uneasy position, but I guess it in. The long term, it's going to be okay. Everyone will forget about it. No one, no one complains years later. It's just immediate at the forefront of everyone's mind now. When everyone gets used to it, it should be okay. I hope it just lifts the standard of the SNFL. Makes these guys that are going to get walloped from AFL teams in in to some degree will will it'll it'll lift the standard of of the SNFL teams. But also, you're right. There's going to be injuries. Port aren't always going to be that strong. We've got players. You can't, you know, even the game against Eagles, some of the dominant players that played really well were of the SNFL players. Like Robbie Young was awesome. Yep. Carl Lehman, like, yes, he's now you know, full-time a footy player, but you wouldn't think that Carl Lehman should be just absolutely running ring, running uh, rings around some of the uh, Eagles players the other day, but he, he was. Yeah, Summerton right. was awesome. Yep. Uh, Burn Jones. Yeah, I don't. And, and even some of our players that are in the Port Adelaide Maggie's side that are power players, there's a reason why they're not in the AFL squad. They've still got work to do. Yep. So you can't really. Yeah, I mean, it's. I, Cam Hitchcock, unfortunately, will probably stay. For himself, unfortunately for himself, will stay the Maggie's player for a while, I think. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't be saying some of these players are just going to absolutely tear the house down and be, they're not full on AFL players. So mm. interesting to see what happens in the long run. Give it, a, it. give it a year or two. 
Johnny Butcher, yeah, well, guys, he's, he's still there. Yep. Half set out forward. What did you think of his game uh, in, in regards to, you know, just how, how do you feel we go this week? Well, we just need to see more. We just need to see him more competitive. That's all it comes down to is being competitive. Conditions weren't the best the other day for, for forwards and tools, but uh, he does like Alberton, so... Yeah. Well, I'd be hoping that he backs it up. I'd I'd like to see, like, mid-team disposals, you know, half a dozen marks, and, and even if it's only a couple of goals, I just want to see him really influencing uh, the game. You know what? This is his... Uh, Fourth, fifth season now in the system, yeah. Um, you know, or fourth season in the system. So he should be now really stepping up on a consistent level. And I, and I think a lot of the Port supporters, they they love him and they support him, and as do I. Uh, but now it's yeah, time. Yeah. Uh, now it's time for him just to stand up and show us that he can be that key that key forward. And he needs to show us this at at SANFL level and. Uh, you know, Andrew Moore produced that big game after injury last week, so I'm hoping yeah. that he racks up a couple more. You know, that's what we were hoping from him uh, early at the start of last season, and that and he did it, and he came on into the side and played great. Oh, he so, was brilliant. I'm a big Maury fan. Uh, I've yeah. been chatting to him the other day at the, the Port Canal. He, he's he, he's a gun, and he, he'll he'll be in the power squad by the end of the year, hopefully as a regular, yeah. uh, it, depending on, you know, form and injuries and stuff. But yeah. he's, a, he's, a side, he's a guy that uh, is certainly keeping all the other players that are in the, the AFL squad, uh, you know, in the AFL team week in, week out. I reckon he's keeping them on their, on their toes because he's... Absolutely. Uh, ...could easily be uh, playing against Geelong this week. Mm, definitely. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, Soulstar. It's uh, great to have you on for your first time on the podcast. Pleasure, guys. Yeah, a bit overwrought at first. I'm speaking to footy royalty and you guys. I mean, listening to you here and there. I, I am pinching myself a bit. I can't believe this is a great opportunity. Thank you very much for inviting me. Our oh, pleasure. Yeah, you're talking about Macca as uh, fo- footy royalty, obviously. <laughs> obviously, I'm not. Oh. We, we refer to Macca around here as Lord Macca. Because he's, uh, he, get, he gets a gig on the, the major port site and everyone bows down to him. I'm just the pleb in the background. so. Oh. But I'll take it. I'll go in with the uh, the footy royalty, so that's good. Well, Macca, when I saw your avatar, Bob's Burgers avatar, mate, I thought, yeah, you're, you're, you're a legend. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love Bob's Burgers. Fantastic TV show. <laughs> now, nah, thank you very much, guys. And I, I, well, if I can only be as lucky to kind of get on again down the track, um, that'd be great. But uh, no doubt, it's been a, it's been a privilege. Uh, I yeah, would appreciate it. Awesome, Rick, thank as you. always, buddy. Yeah, pleasure, guys. Good one. We've gone for a while, so hopefully the punters uh, enjoy it. And let's hope we get over fifty thousand to the game. We'll see you at Adelaide Oval. Indeed. And uh, I'll be there in the McGarry room, uh, willing to hand out business cards to Jasper at any time. So <laughs> I'm, I'm happy work. to say hello to anyone else that's not Jasper yeah. related either. We are really making that an, uh, our second Alberton home, isn't it? Uh, Adelaide Oval was just becoming a cauldron uh, for Port Adelaide. I'm feeling that so much so. I'd love that at the moment. That's, that's the, it. It is exciting. All right, Thanks boys. Again, Macca. No worries. Thanks, Go Ports. Have a good one. Go Port Adelaide. Car Ports. Tower. Car Ports. One last hurrah. Loads up. They need a mark and then a goal. West off almost. Motluck couldn't quite. Enright. Good tackle. Cassisi to win it. 
Kersese does with it. Oh! oh. 